Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Mandy, and we are continuing our journey in the Psalms. Today we are starting in Psalm 27. Um, We're going to Psalm 32. This is what we call Psalm speed dating. <laughs> so we are just rushing through these things. The challenge remains, pick one of these from today and actually spend some time with it. Wrestle with it, read it over several times, try to meditate on this thing uh, so that we're not just like plowing through this. Yeah. Like we want to actually soak these up and get something from them. Uh, today, the thing that's resonating with me uh, is actually the very first one we do is Psalm 27. Um, and I'm actually just going to read a couple of the pieces and then just like, Here's what I notice. So if you look at Psalm 27, verse 4, there's one thing I ask of the Lord, one thing that I seek the most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. To me, I am definitely not a psalm expert, but to me... Wait, what? All this time, (laughs) I thought we had a psalm expert on here. 100% no. Uh, (laughs) But to me, just looking over those couple of verses, like that seems to me... Like a like a can't wait to get to heaven situation. Yeah, I, I, that's just how it's striking me today. Um, but then what's cool is that verse thirteen. Yet I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, be patiently for the Lord. So here's what I see in this: is like this. Um, I am so excited to be with the Lord in eternity. That sounds fantastic. I can't wait to be. Uh, in his temple, meditating. I'm talking for David right now. I'm still a little <laughs> bit on the fence about meditating all day long in the clouds. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think that's how it actually plays out, but it's fine. Should we talk about that on another a episode? Separate, separate yeah. podcast, Probably maybe. Separate, whole separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what is interesting in this psalm to me is that he is looking forward to being together with God for eternity, uh, but he's also very excited about seeing the Lord's goodness work out here on earth. So um, you can see some some compelling things about like the Lord's prayer, uh, that kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, that is kind of the spirit that I see here. Like, man, I can't wait to be with you in heaven. I can't wait to spend eternity in perfection with God. Also, I would love to see your goodness worked out here. Um, in my experience, just in different settings that I've been in, sometimes that is a little bit of a hitch that we can get lost in, like looking so forward to heaven that we're not involved in earth or just being so into earth that we forget about heaven. And so I think it's important to hold those things in tension because as believers, we do believe that we're going to spend eternity with Christ in this like perfect kind of setting. Um, but also, it's really important that we represent God here in the world while we're, while we're living out our life. And isn't that all of walking with Jesus is a it's tension, right? It's yeah. always finding how do you live out both things. And, you know, when I was a kid and people would talk about Jesus returning, because, you know, it's like the 90s and that yeah. was like a big yeah, time yeah. for like rapture material. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I Don't definitely- you regret a lot of the 90s? No? Do I personally? <laughs> no, because I wasn't a dumb adult in the 90s. I was just a kid living my best life. and But I was pretty sure I was never even going to make it to 14 because like Jesus was coming yeah. back, like for sure. And so my prayer was just like, Lord, can I just please be 14? That felt like a magical number to me. But 14 was a rough year for Mandy. So anyway. Like, I definitely what, remember seeing like, oh, that movie comes out in two months. Like, yeah, probably not going to make it. What if God comes back before then? Yeah. Crap. Yeah, it was a real rigmarole. So anyway, I um, I didn't understand as a kid why all these adults just wanted to get to heaven. Well, I'm an adult now. And I don't know, like the, the 30s really take you down at the kneecaps. And there are days when I have this sentiment of like, 
God, I wouldn't be mad if like I just got to heaven right now. And it's not because I don't care about the work I have to do on earth. It's not because I don't, it's not because I don't love my life here, but there are moments when actually life can be really hard and really painful and, and it's very real. And you see this in this, you see David writing about this. So obviously we're not the first generation to experience real life. And, um, so I get this tension of like, God, I, I know that your presence is actually the best place to be. And I wish I could be in an all day, er day. And I know that while I'm here, he says, yet I am confident I will see. It's not, I hope it's not like, please God, maybe come through. You know, I'm confident I will see God's goodness as long as I'm alive in this land. I find it very interesting that the, that the very last verse is wait patiently for the Lord twice, a patience sandwich. And in the middle, it says, be brave and courageous because I actually think, I actually think it takes so much bravery to wait on the Lord. Yeah. I actually think that's really, really hard. There's a really high faithfulness piece there. Like, we're going to wait, we're going to trust, we're going to believe. Um, Paul writes about this some in his letters. The The reference is not actually on my mind exactly where it is, but he says to the effect, like, I would love to go and be with the Lord right now, but for your sake, I need to be here and minister. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so it's not new to us, but I think it is something that we need to pay attention to. It's, it's, if, if all you're thinking about is heading to heaven soon, um, Maybe you need to check in and like invest in in what's going on around you. If all you're thinking about is everything around you, you probably need to check in and think a little bit about what. And you're like kind of bummed out about eternity. If you're like, oh man, I don't really want to go. Yeah, I think think both are good to start asking some questions. Yeah, exactly. And here in the psalm, it actually says, "My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me," and my heart responds, "Lord, I am coming." And so here's what I want to say: If you're listening to this and you feel like it's been a minute since I even checked in with God about that. Or we talked earlier a, c- a couple days ago, yesterday, uh, you know, leaning into what God's instructions are, leaning into what God's saying. And maybe it's been a minute and you've not actually been leaning into that. Uh, sometimes it can feel like I'm too far gone or it's been too many days or I don't even know where to start. I think a really great starting place is knowing that God is asking, please come and talk with me. And sometimes if that happens to me, I had a friend tell me once, Mindy, sometimes the best place to start is just to say, God, I've really missed you. Mm-hmm. And see what happens after that. Because when we show up honestly, like God can do so much with us. And so God wants to talk with us. God God wants to, he's always inviting us to come. And um, and we can go to him in honesty. And that's what we see over and over and over again in the Psalms, which is why they really have changed. Maybe this sounds dramatic, but we're in the Psalms. So let's be dramatic with our feelings. But I do think the Psalms have sort of saved me. Like they've kind of saved parts of my life that felt like they were in deep despair. Um, so... As much as it's like, um, it feels like a lot as we keep reading these, when when you are actually not listening to this podcast and you're picking one at a time, let it change you. Let it change your prayer life. Let it change your perspective because it's very beautiful. I wanted to point out Psalm 31, I think. Um, that is one where David is, he's he mentions a lot of really hard situations Um, he's saying that like his enemies are kind of everywhere. He's dying from grief. He's got a lot of sadness. Accusations and rumors are just like flying everywhere. Um, and he says then, but I'm trusting you, O Lord, you're my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who resent or who relentlessly are hunting me down. Um, 
you know, and, and then he goes on and he says that God's presence is the place where he hides when everything is kind of coming against him. His unfailing love is what keeps him safe. And in the middle of panic, so like a panic attack, anxiety, he cries out um, to God and God hears him and answers his call for help. And so this Psalm resonates with me so much because I think, I don't think this is just for me. I think, you know, people have narratives about themselves or we think we care a lot about what people think about us, right? And I, I hear that there's freedom from that as you get older. So I, I've experienced in my 30s, can't wait till I'm like, I feel like 78 is going to be my sweet be spot. Like the coolest thing. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that's who I am. It's fine. Yeah. It only took me my whole life to get there. So um, anyway, so when you have people who, I think of my daughter who's in middle school. And middle school is the time where you create entire narratives in your head about what everybody thinks about you. And you are sure that they mean it. And sometimes they actually have said it because mm-hmm. middle school is a rough place to live. But mm-hmm. but the adult world is is can be similar. You have people who have creative who have created narratives about you that actually aren't true. I think there is the temptation to panic and to get defensive and to you want to shout like that's not who I am. And then you want to prove, I'll prove you wrong. And you start to get in this weird space. And something I always tell my kids, because it's something I've told myself, because it's something the Lord has told me is let your life prove itself. We see this with David. David is getting all these accusations, all this stuff. And and over and over again, he hides in the presence of God and he lets his life prove itself. He lets God prove um who he is. And so as I read this, it's very comforting to me. And it's such a good reminder that in the midst of hard stuff, in the, in the midst of rumors, in the midst of pain, grief, sadness, we, we can trust that God's presence is our safe place. We also do not have to panic. We do not have to get defensive. We do not have to prove everyone wrong. We can actually leave that up to God. And as God's presence changes us, our life will prove itself. People won't, you won't ever have to say, it's funny. One time I, when I was a student teacher, I was student teaching with this, uh, well, student teaching with a teacher that seems redundant. So anyway, she often used to shout at the kids, I'm in charge. And I used to think if you have to yell that you're in charge, I actually don't think you're in charge. So if you have to tell people with your words, no, I am this way. No, I am that way. I actually think let God do the work. Let God fight the battle. Let God change you. Let his presence mold you. And you don't have to shout. You can actually just hide in his presence and and let him fight your battles for you. That's what Psalm 31 means to me. That actually played out in David's life with Saul. I mean, yes, like he, he could have went around me like, I'm actually the king. Yes. No, I'm the real king. But it was like, I'm just going to like hide in this cave. Like, I'm just going to chill right here. And like, he had armies following him around. He had people that were wildly loyal to him. I don't think that necessarily has to feel like a far off situation. Like, I think it's pretty common that we like to surround ourselves with loyal people who will back us up. Oh yeah. And his people were telling him, yo, now's your, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Like now's the time to take him out. And he had the wisdom and the patience and the faithfulness to be like, actually it's not, now's not the time. And I don't have anything to prove because I trust God. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. But I can't imagine the, the amount of personal tension that comes from living that way. I yeah. mean, unless you're so centered in God's plan and God's timing and his sovereignty, uh, I, I think it'd be tough. I do. I actually think it would be pretty impossible to live like that yeah. without actually having a very deep trust in God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today to God's whole story. Uh, we are really enjoying this bit of the Psalms. Uh, just take a minute, think about it, write it down. I don't know what you want to do with it, but what Psalm are you going to do today? 
and make sure you go back and revisit that thing today because we do want to be on a journey of making space to hear from God and what he is leading us to do. Yeah. And so. I think you can show up expecting yeah. that God is going to say something to you through this. I think it's going to be awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in a sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Psalm 28. I pray to you, O Lord, my rock, do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, those who speak friendly words to their neighbors while planning evil in their hearts. Give them the punishment they so richly deserve. Measure it out in proportion to their wickedness. Pay them back for all their evil deeds. Give them a taste of what they have done to others. They care nothing for what the Lord has done or for what his hands have made. So he will tear them down and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength. He is a safe fortress for his anointed king. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them in your arms forever. Psalm 29. Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The, the Lord shakes the wilderness, wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts glory. The Lord rules over the floodwaters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Psalm 30. I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. 
Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. When I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then you turned away from me, and I was shattered. I cried out to you, O Lord. I begged the Lord for mercy, saying, what will you gain if I die, if I sink into the grave? Can can my dust praise you? Can it tell of your faithfulness? Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Psalm 31. O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, a fortress where I will be safe. You are my rock and my fortress for the honor of your name. Lead me out of this danger. Pull me from the trap my enemies set for me, for I find protection in you alone. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I hate those who worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they run the other way. I am ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me, and I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant. In your unfailing love, rescue me. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them lie silent in the grave. Silence their lying lips, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In panic, I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to him, but he harshly punishes the arrogant. So be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and he f- and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure.
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.